Instead, if someone tells a shliach to be mekadosh a woman for him without specifying which woman he wants him to be mekadosh, and the shliach then dies, this person becomes also to marry any other woman in the world. The reason is we have a chazak that a shliach does what he's told to do. Therefore, we have to assume that he was mekadosh someone for him. However, since he doesn't know who he was, we have to be concerned that any other woman he may want to marry afterwards is prohibited as a, rel- as a relative to the woman that the shliach was mekadosh for him. Therefore, he can't marry any other woman. A missionist suggests that if a person brought uh, brought a pair of birds for obligatory carbonus, one for a chadas, one for a and the birds were specified as to which one was to be used for which carbon, and then one of the birds flew away. It's not recognizable which one flew away and which one remained. They look because they look the same. So the person has to bring an entire new pair of birds. Now, according to what Rabbi Yechanan said, we should be concerned that any new bird that's purchased is the bird that flew away, and as such can't be part of the new pair of birds. Emphatically, Rabbi Yechanan said is different. The case of the woman and the birds are very different. A woman does not move around, and as such, each woman is looked at as being and therefore you can't marry her. Birds move around. And based on the principle of called the parish move the parish, we can say that the new birds are not the bird that flew away. And even if you'll say that in the case of the woman, maybe she was also moving around, maybe, for example, he was Mekadosh in the marketplace, still she ultimately returns to her fixed place, to her house, and therefore she's not considered to be moving around. Rava said, Rabbi Yechanan would agree that if a woman did not have close relatives at the time that the shliach was Mekadosh the woman, that the sender of the shliach can marry such a woman, that woman who has no had no relatives at the time. Even more than that, if a woman had close relatives, but they were married at uh, but they were married at the time that the shliach was appointed by the person, so the person can now marry this woman as well because she didn't have relatives that were available to accept kedushin at that time. Even though it's possible that the close relative was divorced by the time the Shliach gave the Kedushin, he would not have given Kedushin to a woman who was married at the time that he was appointed. This is because the Shliach is only appointed to do something that can be done at the time of the appointment. And since she was married at the time of the appointment, he would not be Mekadashur, even if it turned out at the time of the, he was ready to give Kedushin, she was divorced. Shliach, the Imam Armisha said, if a person obligates himself to become a Nazir and to provide Karbanas for another Nazir, and his friend then accepts the same obligation, they can each pay for the Karbanas of the other one. Now, when the first person made his statement, the friend did not not yet accept Naziris. So according to what Rava just said, a person only has in mind things that are currently available to him, and therefore he should not be able to absolve his obligation by paying for that friend's karbanis. We have to say, we must say, that he meant that whenever he's ready to provide the karbanis, he'll do so for anybody who was a Nazir at the time that he's ready to pay. If so, when the person appointed a shliach, he also meant that the shliach should mekadosh any woman who is single at the time that the shliach is ready to give kedushin. And for the Gemara, a person only appoints a shliach for something that he can currently do himself, and not for something that he can currently that he cannot currently do for himself. Fekmar Braisa says that a person may appoint a shliach to be made for the nadarm of his wife while he's away traveling. Now, Misha says that the Chachamim say a person can't be made for his wife's future nadarm. Eliezer says a person can be. Presumably, the Braisa is following the Chachamim, and we see that although he can't do something by himself right now, he can appoint a shliach to do, do with him at a later time. And for the Gemara, the Braisa may be following Eliezer who says that a husband can even do it right now. The reason he appoints a shliach rather than be made for it in advance on his own is because he's about to travel and is therefore not in the right frame of mind to do so by himself. Zuck, the next Mishnah. If a person says, I am hereby obligated to provide the Kabbalahs for half a Nazir, and his friend overheard him and said, and I, I hereby, I hereby obligate myself to provide the Kabbalahs for half a Nazir. So Rameya says they must each provide for the Kabbalahs of a complete Nazir. The Chum say each one must only provide for the Kabbalahs of half a Nazir. Zuck, the Gemara, Rav said all agree that if he said half the Kabbalahs of a Nazir I have to bring, he's only obligated to, bring, to provide for half the Kabbalahs. Also, if he said the Kabbalahs of half a Nazir, he definitely has to bring the Kabbalahs of a whole Nazir, because there's no such thing as a half Nazir. The Machlekes is where he says, I am hereby obligated to provide the Kerbanis for half a Nazir. In that case, 
Rameir says, I am hereby obligated. When he says those words, it makes him obligated to a full set of kabbonis. And when he then adds half a nazar, he's trying to minimize his obligation, which at this point he can't do. The Rabbanan say, we view the statement as a neder immediately followed by an explanation that he only intended to provide for half the kabbonis. Therefore, he only needs to provide for half of the kabbonis.